you are tuned into Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. Real lives, real stories, and real hope through transformational leadership. You have entered the safe zone, the safe space for creatives, executives, business leaders, dreamers, and leaders of the new school, sharing tips, tools, and resources to thrive with authenticity as authorities on a global scale. Transformation is power, and so is your truth. Stay tuned for the real deal with Anika and her guests. Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today we have the fantabulous Andrea Hancock. Hi. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you today because your specialty makes me nervous. Every time we talk, I feel some kind of way. But I know listeners are going to get so much out of this. And we're on video, so hey, everyone. Um, I want to um, introduce our topic today. We're talking about asking for help. Is it a strength or is it a weakness? But I want to go ahead and let you introduce yourself to the world. Tell everyone who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Andrea Hancock. I'm owner of Be Dexterous LLC, and we are organizers under Dexterous Organizing, a DBA, and also Dexterous Lifestyle. Um, in both, we help busy professionals um, who are struggling to get organized, stay organized, or they're going through some type of life transition. They may already be organized, but because of that life transition, thing has, things have just gotten overwhelming. And when we, with the Dexterous Lifestyle, we connect organizing, wellness, and productivity because they're all connected. And some people realize it, some people don't, but we need to learn who we are, how we think, and before we start to uh, just take things off the rack, so to speak, these tips and tricks and Netflix shows and books and other things in media uh, on Pinterest and decide that, oh, I'm going to get organized because I'm going to take this. But we need to start with ourselves, knowing who we are, and then organize accordingly. What always blows my mind is the first time I talked to you, I thought you were talking about organizing. And we got into our conversation, and then you broke all that down. And I was like, how do we get from organizing to, like, every single one of my productivity no-no's? You know, like you break it down to like personality, environment, all these factors that people don't even realize go into organization, you know, and especially as women, women, moms, like I always talk about the multiple roles and responsibilities that women have. And when we do that, I, I get frustrated because the world loves to place blame on us. You know, work, work-life balance to me is just a finger point. You know, it's like, you don't have your stuff together. Like, you don't know what you're having for dinner tonight. You don't, you ain't clean your house. You ain't pick up the kids. You ain't do all this. Oh, but you were supposed to write a paper and you were supposed to do a publication and you were supposed to interview this person. You were supposed to schedule this. You were supposed to do that today, Monday. You know what I'm saying? And and they place the blame on the woman. 
And so I'm listening to you and I, I have like a love-hate relationship with organization because I feel like, you know, it's like I'm running circles, you know what I mean, around the status quo, but yet still feel inadequate, unfulfilled because we have this unrealistic expectation that we place on ourselves Absolutely. about, you know what I'm saying, what we're doing. So what is your take on all that? So I'll, I'll tell you my story. Um, you know, I, um, started off thinking that I was a very organized person. Um, and, you know, and, and looking from the outside, looking in, you talk to my friends and they'll say, oh, you were always pretty organized. And, um, hindsight is 2020. I started my business and I realized that structure was always given to me, um, through my parents, through school. I had to be here at this time. I had to read this at this time. I had to be um, at this cubicle from this time to this time. These were my responsibilities only. After I was done, I go home and I do this, this, and this. When I started my business, you don't have that structure. You don't have um, the accountability and you don't have the systems that other people put in place for you have to create the systems. And on top of that, you have people telling you what is priority. Your marketing is priority. Oh, if you're not on social media, you're not getting any business. If you don't um, get this contract together, you're going to lose this. And you, So you are running in circles, trying to do all the jobs and everything's priority. And so... From that perspective, I looked around after starting a professional organizing business and I looked at my desk and I had business cards and conference materials and um, things I was supposed to be writing and my accounting books and, oh, and let, you know, I volunteered for this position in this networking event because, you know, that told me I was going to get more business, but now I don't understand how I'm going to do this books and it was chaos. And on top of that, here I am again, starting a professional organizing business. And I'm telling people, hey, I'm a professional organizer. Oh, your house must be perfect. Everything must be in place all the time. So then I had to deal with this shame, this guilt, this imposter syndrome of I'm going to, you know, Miss Susie's house and organizing her. And I come home and my desk looks like who shot John. And so um, dealing and being in my industry, a lot of organizers are have always been and always will be super organized. And they're like, oh no, I don't ever have this problem. Oh, I'm always on time. Oh, I'm... it was it was it was a mess. But I I um finally came across a book called Um The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. A lot of people are familiar with it. Some people are not. I'm actually rereading it right now um, on Audible because got to revisit it. But it talks, she's a shame researcher. And yeah, and it, her research caused her to have her own, um, what she calls it, like spiritual awakening, but really was like a mental breakdown. <laughs> because what she realized was she wasn't living her life wholeheartedly and without shame and without guilt. And, and that comparison, boy, whew, that really word, changed. 
it really, if it changed my perspective. And then I realized I started seeing it in my clients. As soon mm-hmm. as you walk in through someone's door, this is probably the worst you've ever seen. Uh, uh, you know, I, I've always been disorganized. My mom is real organized. My sister's real organized. And I, I'm just, I just, this is the way I am. And so once we really start peeling away the shame and the guilt and mm-hmm. really coming to our own with curiosity, mm-hmm. understanding, awareness, then you can start having solutions. Mm-hmm. But as, as long as you're dodging and and covering up <laughs> and just, you know, stuffing this in this drawer because nobody needs to know how disorganized I am, it's never going to be, it's never going to be um, fixed. The sad thing is I knew where everything was though. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. There's another thing. What is the definition of organized? Thank you. You know, because I, so you're talking about Brene Brown and I was like, I think I'm an adversity researcher, but you know, my thing is with, with my coaching, first question is what is your definition of success? Because everybody is not, the, you know what I mean? And to your point, my thoughts are organized. My desk may not be, but like when you're researching and building programs and writing court, you know what I mean? You need your piles, you need your sections, you need your stuff. Now, of course, if my husband looks at it, it is not organized. He is a Marine. <laughs> and so I was listening to you talk about structure. I was, I used to be allergic to that word until I became an entrepreneur. You know, I have to stay on mute because I'd be over here shouting when you talk. Because you were talking about structure and you were talking about being an entrepreneur. You know, and I went from working in the prison to working in substance abuse. Those are institutions. And those institutions have policies and procedures that you follow. And it's so funny because people love to call me and be like, you know, what's your next project? What you working on? What you doing? What you doing? The problem with being an entrepreneur is you can change that stuff. Like it's liquid. You yeah. know what I mean? And and that is my problem. I stay liquid. Like SWAT, <laughs> he says, stay liquid. I'm liquid. And that's not good. You know, it's, I, I like being an entrepreneur because I'm creative, but then that becomes a product problem when you're like, oh, but this new software just came out. And then 12 hours later, I'm down a rabbit hole. Right now, my courses aren't out because I have changed softwares 15 times. And I think the original one is the one I actually like the software. <laughs> We're not going to. And I'm like, I need to be doing YouTube videos because I need to be getting paid for this crap that I'm doing. Right. Nobody is seeing it. And then if I give a suggestion, it's like, how do you know? Oh, honey, you don't want to do the 36 hours that I did of figuring out what works and what doesn't work and what the loophole is. But you know what? Somebody gets paid to do that, you know? And so to your point, you know, we have got to define what what things look like to us, what our goal is for it, because I'm going to tell you, your definition of organized, you know, (laughs) as you said, those women are like, oh, I've never had this problem with that. I had a visual girl of you lifting up a mattress or, you know, the bed skirt (laughs) and what was up under the bed skirt in some of these people's houses. You know, you have a lot of people that, you know, the cover looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something, that perception has been real for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And and the minute I became a military spouse, I could talk about a lot of different scenarios, you know, where people feel like certain things look a certain way. Yeah. And so when we're talking about organization, I want to flip this over to our topic because the topic is real. It's the same thing that we're talking about. Um, asking for help, strength or weakness. 
organization is one of those things that a lot of people feel like they need. And to a degree, it's not necessarily organization of the house, it's organization of the mind. Absolutely. It's validation, it's support, it's um, compensation. I mean, there's a lot of Asians we could go down a rabbit hole, but when we talk about asking for help, I think a lot of people start with reaching out to someone like you or, or reaching out to other people because the chaos, you know? Mm -hmm. And the chaos manifests in so many ways and it can make us feel like we are at ground zero when ultimately we got way more going for us than we realize. Sometimes we need an outside person to come in and look at it and just say, oh, just swipe this here, swipe this here, move that there. Oh, girl, you good. And you're like, I got a masterpiece. Mm. <laughs> yep. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think um, it's kind of like, you know, we have this um, running joke, I think, on social media about going to WebMD and then diagnosing yourself that you <laughs> you dying from everything <laughs> yes so yes. i got that i got that i got that we get into comparison um and we get into what you going back to what you talked about how your organization is different than your mm -hmm. husband's organization mm -hmm. and so you get into somebody who likes things everything neat and put away mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean they're organized because going mm -hmm. back to the definition of organized is finding what you need when you need it oh well shoot i've been organized my whole life then boom problem solved because <laughs> we're not gonna take this screensaver thing off because we're not gonna talk about what's behind me but i can tell you what each binder is i can tell you what each highlighter is for and and I'm, and you know let's break that down a lot of people could look at my desk and, and wonder why I have like every color posted, every color, whatever, whatever. Let's just go there to somebody. They may think that my desk vomited. <laughs> but guess what? I have vision problems. So mm -hmm. when I'm reading an article for school or something, I use multiple colors mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to drag and drop. And, and I'm saying this out loud because I talk about being disabled a lot of times. I have a, a, several disabilities that are classified by social security as disabilities. And I'm, I'm saying this for people to give themselves permission. Yes. Don't try to put yourself in a box that somebody else puts themselves in because your definition of organized may be completely different depending upon what you need to get through your day-to-day, -day, what you need to excel, what you need to meet your goals. That does not mean that you have to fit into Brene Brown's box because I know a lot of people compare themselves to her. I've heard her name for mm -hmm. so long. Now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, I used to just not read it because everybody talked about it. Yeah, I'm one of yeah. those for the, for the underdog. But you know, if she, she you know, I'm starting to- She's on to something there. She's on to something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. Maybe I'm missing out. So maybe I need to check that out. You know, but but to that point, like, I think I've dismissed a lot of things in life because I look at people and I always know their circumstances are way different than mine. Mm -hmm. And so I've actually had that awareness to never follow anybody, but mm -hmm. to create my own path. And that includes how I cook, how I organize. Mm -hmm. I take a piece of this, a piece of that. That works for me. That works for me. I know that won't work for me. Mm -hmm. That might work for me. And so, you know, this thing with social media, you know, one of the reasons I have this show is because I feel like people get so lost in the translation of the overflow of, of what's available. Everything is not credible. Yeah. Everything is not for you. Exactly. 
you know? So as we're talking about asking for help organizations, you know, um, just know that it's okay to tailor make your path, tailor make whatever's for you instead of trying to do what everybody else does. Exactly. Because speaking of people who appear to be organized, we've <laughs> gone into clients' homes and we walk through and we're like, so what would you call me? You need? But when you start opening drawers and cabinets and clock, I mean, it's just what happens is they are the type of person who likes clean lines. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, just no nothing on top of mm-hmm. countertops. However, when things do get too cluttered for them or too visual, um, they will just take a box. Everything Mm -hmm. goes in that box and it goes in the closet. And guess what? They're not organized. It just looks neat. Mm -hmm. They can't can't tell you where anything is. Yep. So really going back to um, really understanding and understanding yourself and awareness of yourself. And what happens is we hear other people's voices of like you can like you said, of, mm-hmm. of what um it should look like. Yep. And then we try to emulate that. But it don't feel right for us because I'm one of those people, I'm out of sight, out of mind. See, I need visuals. I like need if visuals. you take it off the counter, I'm not gonna remember that prescription needs to be filled. Yep. My medicine needs to be taken. Like you just took, and guess what happens? I'm going to go buy whatever is missing because it's like, I knew I had this, but I don't have four hours to look for it. Let me go buy some tape. Let me go buy some scissors. Like I don't have the the energy, the time or whatever, because I know where stuff is. And that was the biggest problem when I got married. I mean, when you get married as an older adult, it's really hard because you're setting your ways. You know, yeah. I got married almost 40. you know and it was like okay I knew my systems and why they worked for me Mm -hmm. well then everything starts disappearing and I'm like my brain is literally like that commercial this is your brain this is your brain on drugs (laughs) any questions I I got a whole lot of questions I'm like hold up where is that this that this that this that and the other because I know because then I'm questioning my own sanity Yep. Like, you know, what in the world? And 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 this is for a lot of people because the same thing happens with electronics. Let's just go there as an entrepreneur. How many storage spaces do we have? We got Google Drive, OneDrive, Word, you know what I'm saying? And you know you save everybody using different ones. (laughs) And you know what? People tell me all the time, they're like, Well, you publish your podcast quick. You know why? Because there was a time when I let the computer save the podcast, I never found it again. Oh, I got like 130,000 files. How do I know where it went? You mm-hmm. think it's in the download folder, but then you got the backup and the external backup and the internal backup and all these things. And as an entrepreneur, we don't have an IT team that's in-house that we can just send a help desk ticket to. Um, do you know where on my computer that file just went that I haven't even had a chance to name yet? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What number was it? One, two, three, four, five thousand million trillion. No, <laughs> I don't know where it went. Like, and then people look at you and they think you're irresponsible and unorganized, right? right? And then it's like, no, but the computer ate it. Like, no, teacher, for real, the computer ate it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and then there goes the imposter. It starts trickling in, like you all know what you're doing, you know, and and all these things. So 
Girl, I'm so just that, that kind of segues right into asking for help. Bam. And when you really understand your strengths and your weaknesses, then it is okay to delegate to things that you aren't good at. Let me tell you something. We're going to go to my desk over here. (laughs) And let me see if this thing is going to let me show my paper. Nope, it's not. Mm, mm, mm. See? Computer. Oh, Oh, there it is. That's what that is right there. Mm-hmm. You're talking about knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Like, bam. People think that that you know that self awareness is like one of these things that you gotta like go learn all these tools and all these things. No, it's knowing your problems. Yeah. Knowing your solutions, knowing what you're good at, knowing when to go bring in somebody else because you don't have the eight hours to mm-hmm. figure it out. I, I tell people all the time. I use humor a lot because I know my problems, you know, and when I was able to start laughing at myself, then it didn't matter if somebody else laughed. And so it's like, hey, I know that um, I'm not going to bend over. You know, I got back issues. I'm like, I know what I will and will not do. That's why I had children. They're closer (laughs) to the ground and they can get that. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I know what I will go to the store for. I know what I will put away. I know, you know what I'm saying? I know my limits. I know my weaknesses and know my strengths. Even in my business, I know all of my weaknesses. However, I'm much more hard-headed than an ideal client. (laughs) But it starts with the awareness. Mm -hmm. It does. And and it's kind of like we do it for physical things all the time. Um, We we both took off our glasses earlier. (laughs) We're not, look, y'all, y'all know we got two different identities. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know. I got, it, I got was shining in the light of my uh, ring yeah. lights. I took it off. My but you know, it was going pretty good, though. I think it was going pretty good. Oh wow! That... But here's the, but here's the thing: we, we wear if if it took you an hour to read something that it could take you ten minutes to read, but just because you didn't put your glasses on, you know that's. But we do it all the time for other things. It's like, oh, my mama told me that, you know, it's bougie to hire, um, you know, a, a cleaning service. Honey, but but you're going to sit here and, and, and squalor because of your depression or because of your busyness or because mm-hmm. of the fact that somebody told you that you should be able to handle it all? Yep. You can have it in your repertoire. You can have it in your in your toolkit, in your toolbox. Like, yeah, that is something that I will delegate. I had a girlfriend. Um, we kind of grew up, and and it's it's honestly a lot of in the minority community. We have this mindset mm-hmm. where asking for help is a is a is a deficiency. Yep. Um, that we're strong. Or who mm-hmm. who who, I, who do I think I am to be able to delegate to this person, or do or you know do that type of thing? But I had a girlfriend who um, struggled with that, and she will tell you in a minute. She now hire she now hires out her laundry, and it's not that expensive. She no, would, not. by the pound, you leave it and out. That's supporting a small business, and it's supporting a small business. There you go. 
Mm-hmm. And guess what? Look, while I'm justifying everything. While you are not increasing your water bill, you paying somebody, <laughs> and the time that it's taking you to um, sort, while uh, load the washer, switch it to the dryer, fold mm-hmm. and put away. Oh my goodness, what can you be doing with your time? And now that you know she's a small business owner, she's a realtor, and she works a full time job. Her time is valuable. And so that, owning- that what you just said right there. That right <laughs> there. You know, you talked about generational stuff, stigma, all these things. I was reading what I had written for this for this um segment. But it is a stigma about asking for help. The same thing with mental health. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's weakness. It's a lie, y'all. And it's like, when are we gonna wake up and smell yeah. the roses? You know, one of the things that I write about all the time uh, that I've never released is what does help look like? You know, asking for help is one thing. Asking for help is a strength because when you know your limits, you don't, you don't push yourself to your breaking point. You say, okay, well, guess what? I'm the only one that knows how to do this, but my husband knows how to do this. My neighbor is going to the school anyway. She could pick up the kids. It's just an ass. This morning I drove, I did a drive by at the bus stop this morning and, um, I did a drive-by because everybody in my house is sick except one child. And so I was driving her to school and letting everybody know, hey, the other ones are missing because they're in quarantine. <laughs> um, and so I had told them, I was like, but I don't have any albuterol, you know? And it's like, she's like, oh, I got a whole box. They gave me a whole box. Bam. It was like a quick ask. Mm-hmm. And then what? I came back and she knocked on the door and gave me a Ziploc bag full of albuterol. You know, and it's just like, it's a simple ask, you know, I could sit here, I could get on the phone, I could dial and wait for an appointment, blase, blase, blah, I got the nebulizer, I got the inhaler, but I don't have the liquid, you know what I'm saying, like, simple thing, you know, and somebody I haven't talked to in like three years, you know, text me, hey, we need to catch up, simple thing, you know, somebody's like, hey, I don't have anybody that knows how to, um, let's just say, uh, insert a lead magnet on my website, Take me 10 minutes, take you a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the reality is, is that we have this perception that certain cultures have made certain cultures go get their laundry done. Certain cultures get, do carpools, play dates. <laughs> We're going to use the terms that our culture does not use. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that that gives five other mothers an hour by themselves to yep. do self-care, to take a nap, to see a client, to do whatever it is. And at the end of the day, asking for help is definitely a strength because you have to be confident in yourself. You have to know what your wants and needs are. You have to know the benefits behind what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to know reciprocation because I'm hoping that you know that if you ask their mate, and, and that's the thing that keeps people from from doing favors and doing things for other people. But this is the thing, to your point, you said something about your time being valuable. Mm-hmm. One thing that we're deficient on is knowing our strengths when it comes to offering services to other people. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many things that we may be good at that we take for granted that other people may need. Yeah. For instance, I braid hair. Mm. and never offer it you know because I have to do my kids hair my kids are like ma you know how much money you would make if you did my hair on somebody else and I'm like but that's not what I want to be doing right 
But at the end of the day, you got a mama that doesn't know how to braid. It's got four girls at her house that may need a braid down or whatever. That I know a braid down cost like eighty dollars when I was in Hawaii for a braid down. Am I about to let that mama spend eighty dollars, or am I gonna just help her braid her kid's hair? So when you're asking for help, don't have the mentality that it's quid pro quo because it's not always. Mm-hmm. But if it is, think about what you can do to change somebody else's life that you could give them a return that's bigger than what they gave you. Right. And and always it comes back around, but at night, maybe not for tit for tat. It might be you've paid, you know, like the paying it forward kind of thing. Someone else yep. will come. But, you know, I think learning the skill set of awareness um and setting boundaries Bam. will allow you both to ask receive and know your limits when you're being asked mm, you just drop a nugget <laughs> because i think that's another you know when you talked about that sometimes people are fearful to be in debt and I know that was me when someone's being nice for no reason I'm like what they want and then you hanging it over your head until you give them something back because you feel like they guido out there looking for you like they got nothing better to do than get that that you know reciprocation but the the the, the thing is know your limits that's the people pleasing crap that Mm -hmm. that I'm in recovery though so I am like I'm like super high on my recovery because (laughs) I learned no, and I learned to stop leaving. It's like, you know, I used to be that person. First of all, my kids would volunteer, volunteer me for everything. The other day, I was so proud because my daughter was like, she's on the phone and she's like, oh, I can have my mom come pick you up. I was waiting for her to get off the phone so I could say, uh, no. <laughs> the old me would have had every child in the neighborhood sitting on top of each other's laps trying to get to this basketball game. Mm. But... I had limits. I was not even feeling good, nor was I trying to be responsible for somebody else's child. And I am not trying to set the tone in a new city of being that woman because that has been my reputation. Uh, oh, Nico do it. Or, you know, she always got everybody's kids. Yeah. So it's, you know, one of those things, knowing your limits. I love that. Yeah. I feel because... like delegating is, or asking for help, I should say, is a superpower it is and, and to like your point any, delegation that any word. type of superpower you know we have those you know coming of um superpower movies or superhero movies where it's like they don't they don't understand how to use it right the first time it's just like, you know? <laughs> they're like oh I, I i broke that i didn't know i was that strong or you know so it's kind of like when you ask for help, it's it's one of those things where you gotta kind of come into it. But once mm-hmm. you understand, it's how like to addictive, it right, man? Yep. It's a, you're unstoppable. It's addictive. I know the first time I ha- I got a VA, it was like, mm. I know the first time I I got somebody else to do graphics, mm. I was put to shame. I was like, my crap looks like crap, and it took you t- twenty five hours, <laughs> girl. Girl, I thought my colors looked good together. I thought my fonts looked good together. I look back at my first logo and my first pictures now, 
and I try to swipe when Google pops them up. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, and it's, it, and, and not only that, like I remember the first time I had, so I had three and I gave one a task, another task, another task. Then I put in the project management, you know, software. And I was like, this thing is like working itself out. And it's like, these are the things that are scary. Yes, it's scary. But to your point, delegation, it's one of those things where I don't know what it is about. Because I always say, you know, I was a single mom for a really long time. I never know why I feel the obligation to do some things. Because it's not, I think it's lack. I think it's a lack mindset. You know, it's like, I have to do it. If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Or I don't have the money to do this or they're going to want something in return, or people are going to look at me as if, you know, but I mean, look at those successful women that go to the, to the potlucks and they stop at Publix and get some potato salad before they, they stop at the grocery store before they uh put it into the little Christmas tin and take it as if they cooked it. You know what I'm saying? People have been doing stuff like that for a long time. My point is dispel the myths, dispel the stigmas, get over it, get over yourself. Don't think about it. Just do it because at the end of the day, you know what needs to be done does not mean you need to be the one to do it. Um, amen. A to the men. <laughs> and as soon as, so going back to, you know, defining your values, your needs, your goals, mm. being brave enough to be aware and defining your weaknesses, what you're not good at, and being okay with that. Um, and I think that's where the soft spot is. Um, mm -hmm. When we go back to what maybe other people have um, called us out on, as being a weakness mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. it's a sensitivity now mm -hmm. we got to prove them wrong that i'm not this i'm not that i don't want to look this way or that way and to your point the sensitivity may be the weakness may be the sensitivity may be the strength because mm -hmm. at the end of the day my empathy is a weakness and i say that i'm an empath in recovery i don't have to be in recovery but I can channel it the way I want and put limits on where it takes me. Because I think that's the difference. Being an empath is actually a strength yeah. because it is, it is emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what we do with it, because I used to be that one that was like, put everybody's feelings before my own. And see, that's where you got to know your limits, you got to know the boundaries. So to my point, like, you know, people may call us out on our weaknesses or whatever and take some time and reflect. I say reflection, you know, sit down and think about what we're talking about. Like, what do you have on your plate right now that you could delegate to somebody else? Yep. You know, what groups are you in? Church groups, um, you know, professional groups. Who can do what you're trying to do better than you? Because yep. there's nothing like needing to get something done and somebody else doing it better than you could have did it. And like the sense of relief that hits the bottom of your stomach. Because mm. it's done. Like you're checking it off. It doesn't matter how it got done. It's not, it's not your problem anymore. It doesn't matter like, how it got done. That and you have more hair. Like I got one gray hair that popped up today. It, it's been there, but today I wanted to shine. Like <laughs> you got less gray hair. You know what I'm saying? 
you don't have to chop your hair off like we keep doing you know it's like because look when I get stressed off I cut my hair off so it's like whatever but you know like you know it's I just I want to shout from the rooftops that um it's not defeat that's what I have written down the stigmas people feel like asking for help means that you're being defeated it's not defeat it's actually victorious it's actually um wanting help requiring help it's help is not negative you know support is not negative it's natural yes like we are we weren't brought on this earth by ourselves we did not come alone actually we had nothing to do with getting here nope (laughs) um (laughs) you really have nothing to do with leaving either um you know and at the end of the day you're not meant to exist by yourself you're not meant to grow by yourself you're not meant to love by yourself you're not meant hello thing patterns you know so um I want you to give our listeners and viewers any last words you have for them why what freedoms do you have when you blaze your trail with help oh my goodness we are beings that need energy to Mm -hmm. thrive so when we waste energy being something we're not or doing things that we're not good at then we cannot be our best selves and people say oh um asking for help for so that I can then rest and relax who am I but can you not help others when you are at your lowest Mm-hmm. no so you we need to remember that um yeah sometimes we 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 will give our last and we will there will be times where we will exhaust ourselves for the right reasons but to do it continuously nothing else on this planet we do do we do that for we plug our phones in all the time we panic when you got 10 percent and it's the start of the day you're like oh my goodness i I'm going to be late. I need to charge my phone. We need to charge ourselves. And we can't do that without help. So it's, I mean, a lot of us are suffering with so many different things, myself included, diagnosed with anxiety. Um, I get so much more done when I acknowledge that I have this, mm-hmm. knowing what it can do mm-hmm. to my productivity if I don't mm-hmm. handle it in the right ways, if I don't get them enough sleep, if I don't eat the right things, or if I eat the wrong things, I'm like, yep. okay, I shouldn't have had that second cup of coffee. Maybe I shouldn't have that cup, cup of coffee at all. Because <laughs> now my Man, I'm on like all over the place. Three. Um, knowing what fuels me mm-hmm. and asking, like you said, ask me for help. When I, one of the things that affects my anxiety is having so much mm-hmm. out here in my brain, just, just like mm-hmm. floating around. I got, do, 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 mm-hmm. do. It's unassigned. It's unassigned and mm-hmm. it's, I got to do it. It's lingering. Yep. But, um, navigating finding help isn't just grappling to the first person who looks Mm -hmm. your way and say can you help me 
it's about knowing who to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you start, again, it's like a superpower. Once you start knowing like and identifying situations and then people and then how to delegate correctly, it's, yep. it's you're unstoppable. And you can use that energy to be your best self and be there for the people who matter. So that's my last words, I think. (laughs) Um, Well, I charge yourself. Love that. I also have anxiety disorder. How to delegate correctly. These are skills. And I think that's the bottom line is that we're telling everyone like, you know, you have skills, you have things that, that you're good at, that you're an expert in. And, you know, walk in your power, like be who you are, but don't be afraid to ask for help because no one can do it all. And we are known to be superwomen. And I want to dispel that because that is what's causing us to die faster, to be sick more. And I mean, how many of us have chronic illness? Like we got to take, we got to take our power back the right way. So I want to thank you for being here. Tell uh, listeners and viewers how to find you. So um, we have a new website coming out, Dextrous Lifestyle, um, where we will be inviting people to a community, uh, a course of learning you, learning your organizing style, and then learning how to organize. Because the other, um, the last thing is a moot point if you don't know yourself and don't know how you think and operate. Um, and dealing with the shame and the guilt and the and processing that. But um, we talked about earlier accountability. We talked mm-hmm. about earlier about community um, and being able to realize we're all pretty much the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> more more than we are different. Um, so dextrouslifestyle.com um, will be up and running in, um, in 2023. And if for now, if you are in the DMV area um, and need help organizing, we have a wonderful team, dextrousorganizing.com. And dextrous is spelled D-E-X-T-E-R-O-U-S. And we look forward to connecting. Follow us on social media, Instagram at B underscore dextrous. All right, all right. And I will put all of that in the description. So reach out to uh, Dexter's Lifestyle. I want to thank you. you. I'm definitely going to pull you back. Um, we always have amazing conversations and luckily y'all got to hear this one because sometimes we go on our rant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to thank you for being here. Um, you know, this has been a topic that's been near and dear to me for a very long time. So I'm glad I finally got to put it on tape. So I want to thank you listeners and viewers. Um, my first time actually recording this on video. Ah, overcoming fears this season y'all this is it in real life so um your voice is your power i am anika wilson thank you for tuning in thank you for another edition of your voice your power almost five years strong eleven thousand downloads thank you for listening thank you for supporting as always stay powerful